very, very, very familiar story in the Bible that we're going to be talking about today and kind of a fitting thing to be talking about on Father's Day. But I want to set a little, just a little bit of a, of a foundation before. I want to give us just a little bit of a history about what was happening here. And most of us already know this, but that's okay. I'm going to go over it a little bit. We all know who Abraham and Sarah were. And we all know that it was coming some later years in life, and God had been promising them, they'd been wanting a child. God had been promising them, and they're getting way up in their years. Later on, I mean, I couldn't even imagine being at the age they were trying to have children, but they were way up in years trying to have children. And Sarah was barren. She couldn't have any children, or so they thought. But then a good good father, God, decided to cause her barren womb to become seedful. And they bore a son, and his name was Isaac. And he was their only son. And then we're going we're gonna to fast forward to, to Genesis chapter 22, where we're going to pick up, and I want to talk a little bit here today about being a father. I'm going to speak to our fathers, and this can speak to you as as a parent as well, but I want to speak to the fathers this morning specifically. Because there there comes a point in our life as a a father, not just a natural father, but assuredly as you sit under the sound of my voice this morning sitting in a church service on Father's Day, there's no doubt within my mind that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and that you are living a Christian life and trying to live that in front of your children. So this morning what I want to kind of talk about a little bit is the process that Abraham went through during this test. Notice I didn't say it was a trial because it was not a trial. This was a test. There are two different kinds of tests that we can go through as Christians. Number one, we can go through a test where it shows about our faith or if we have a faith or if if there even is a measure of faith. Those are tests that God will take us through. And then, then there's the tests that take us to the brink of our relationship with the Lord. And those kind of tests are the tests that Abraham had to withstand during this story about him and Isaac. He was about to have to give his only son that was promised to him as a sacrifice before God. I couldn't imagine being in that position. But see, this test is to the point where he tests your obedience. How many of you ever had your obedience tested? Having your obedience and, and your willingness tested is probably one of the most troubling and, 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 uh, and difficult times you'll ever go through in your life. Why? Because it's going to cost you something. It's going to absolutely rock your world, let me tell you, because that's the way God works. He doesn't work in, in, in little fashions. He works in big fashions. So let's get into the Scripture. And Thank you. Let's get into the scripture this morning, and, and I want to talk about just a couple of things this morning about being a father. And I, 
I, I know it's lengthy, but we're going to go from Genesis chapter 22. I'm going to read uh, starting verse 1. I'm going to go all the way through 17. Okay? So just bear with me. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. So if you have something different, just try to follow along. And said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will, will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And, and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there beheld him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. As it is said to be this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing, and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. I want to speak to you just on a few topics this morning, just a few short things about being a father. Number one, I want to talk about when God speaks... We listen. When God speaks, we listen. You see, as, as a father, I want, I want to go all the way back to Adam. Adam was a father. Adam was created first in the garden. Adam was, was created to, to be the, 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 the manship or the, the headship of the home. You know, he, he created a wife to be his companion. Now, understand this. We as men... Are, are built a certain way. We're, we're, not, we're not built to, uh, to you know, be the one to stay at home and, and wash the clothes and do the dishes and, and nurture our children. Because Why? Because we are not nurturers by nature. We are providers by nature. You know, uh, when sin came into the garden, uh, God caused Adam to begin to work the plow or to work the land. So we, we are 
providers. We have to provide for our families. We are, we are built in a certain way. So with that being said, sometimes we, we take things uh, for granted in life like trying to listen to somebody. Trying to listen to something. But I'm telling you this morning as fathers, God is trying to get our attention. He is trying to say something to us. He's trying to get us to understand what he wants for our children and what he wants for our family. And he is saying, I'm here. You need to listen to me. So he speaks to Abraham. And all of a sudden, Abraham just says, okay, I hear you. How many times have we as fathers been doing something or, or, or just been so focus-driven about doing the things about what we need to be doing for our family that we forget to listen to the word of the Lord? We forget to listen to, to God and what he wants for our families. We've got to listen. Abraham listened. God has a plan. I want to read, read a couple of scriptures about being, being a parent or a father. Ephesians 6 and 4 says, And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. You see, there was something that was going on in the spiritual realm between Abraham and Isaac right here. Isaac was, was a young man. He didn't really understand a whole lot at this time, but there was something going on. I, Isaac was about to learn a very, very valuable lesson. A very valuable lesson. Why? Because he was about to become somebody himself after he were to grow up. You see, there's something about, about uh, God having a plan for us as fathers and for our children. And sometimes we as fathers, uh, oftentimes we don't, uh, I know, as a father myself, you know, when my kids were young, uh, real young, sometimes, it, you know, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't be the best for me to te- try to teach them anything. You know, I mean, just, it wouldn't. It d- doesn't come out right. I- I'm not a teacher. Um, by by nature, I mean I can teach, but but uh, you know, her their their mother is their teacher. She teaches them things like ABCs and stuff like that. But there's there's a different realm that I want to talk about this morning. Is that is that God has a plan for your children, fathers, and in order for God's plan to be to be fulfilled through your children, it is time for us to to start being fathers like Abraham and start listening to what the Lord has to say to us and start start understanding the plan that He has for us. Because you see, Isaac was a, a, was going to be somebody but in order for Isaac to be somebody he had to have a role model that was about to do something that God told him to do in order for him to reach his potential in order for him to to come up to 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 be in what God wanted him to be so throughout this situation there was there was there was something really special that was about to happen between Abraham and Isaac Isaac was a, was about to see the provisions of the Lord Isaac was about to see what Abraham was about Isaac was about to see what the what the true obedience of Abraham really was. So God has a plan. What is that plan for your children this morning, fathers? Are we truly listening to what God has, has, has told us to do? You know, are, are we as fathers doing what is necessary in our homes? Are we, are we building altars in our homes? Are we, are we teaching our children in our homes? Are we living the life before our children at home? Or are they seeing us live one way on Sundays and living another way through the week. You see, there are too many fathers that, that just bring their children to church just because it's what they're supposed to do, and they don't live the life in front of them. But I want to tell you this morning that God has charged each and every one of us as men of God, priests of our home, to be that priest of the home and to take charge of our home and to make sure that our children understand what God has in, in store for them. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart 
from it. So if we start from a very young age and we start teaching our children and preaching to our children and living the life of, of a Christian in front of our children and not doing the things that we're not supposed to do, but making sure we're doing what we are supposed to do, you know, praying at the, at the dinner table, sitting at the dinner table, talking to our kids, you know, teaching them when, when they're doing things wrong the right way. You know, it's, you know it, I, I, I don't disagree with spankings. I don't disagree with, with getting on to your children. But here's one thing that, that we have tried to do as our children have grown up. And we've tried to explain to them why what they're doing is wrong. Because you see, you know, the, the Bible talks about sparing the rod. I understand that. But, you know, they have to understand why in the world that's happening to them. But far too often, I worked in law enforcement for a long time, and my wife has worked in social work for a long time, and both of us can tell you that from, from the, the worldly aspect of it, there are too many parents out there that are, that are disciplining their children without explaining to them why the discipline is even there, without even explaining to them why they're, they're, the things that they're doing are wrong. You see, children have to understand, they have to be taught by their parents what sin is. We have to teach them what sin is. You know, so when your kids come home from school, probably kindergarten or even before that, and, and all of a sudden they spit out these words that they really shouldn't be spitting out, instead of just putting, bending them over your knee and swatting their butt and doing all that, what should we be doing? We, we should be explaining to them that that is sin and that is something that, we should, that, that they should be uh, uh, moving away from, that that is not the life that they should be living. And they especially shouldn't be hearing that stuff at home. We have, to be, we have to be that role model. You know, I, as, as a kid growing up, my role model was my father. You know, I'm, uh, as a very young kid, he, you know, he, he drank and he smoked and he wasn't a Christian. But at age 11, when my father rededicated his life to God, he became the best role model I could have ever had. Because I'm telling you, he went from, from one way to a complete different way. He, did, he didn't just go from, from uh, you know, gradually and still do the things that, that he was doing. When he got saved, he got saved, sanctified, and, and rebaptized with the Holy Ghost when he rededicated his life all in one sitting, and all of a sudden he became a different person. And now he was waking up in the morning thanking God for his family, thanking God for his children. He was living a life in front of him, and that's what Abraham was doing for Isaac is he was living the life of a father, a godly father in front of him. And this morning, if I can say anything else to you fathers than this, I want want to try to explain to you that what we need to be to our children is we need to be that spiritual father that shows them how to live a life we don't have we don't need to be going on through our life and doing this that and the other and treating our wives bad and treating our friends bad and showing our kids that it's not good that it's good it's okay to act that way but you know what we need to we need to stand firm and those of us that are fathers and providers of our home we need to teach our sons how to provide for the people that they're going to have in their home in the future we need to teach them how to become uh, christian men that are going to be good fathers and we need to teach them what we are going to be doing or what they're going to be doing in the future. Same thing with, with Abraham and Isaac here. That's what he was doing, being that role model. God had a plan. But you know what? We may not always understand that plan. Things may go a little bit differently than what we planned. And we look at Abraham and Isaac here, and I, I'm, I'm sure if we, if we were to put ourselves into Isaac's position, or into Abraham's position right here. You know, they've been promised, and they've been praying for a child, and they were, they were getting into their senior years, and they were older, and all of a sudden, God's telling Abraham, now I want you to kill your son that I gave you. Oh, boy. I'm sure Abraham in his mind is going, I do not understand what in the world is going on. I don't 
understand why in the world you're going back from the promise that you gave us, and now you're wanting me to sacrifice my son. But here's what I. But here's what Abraham said. I don't. I may not understand it, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to obey and I'm going to do what the Lord told me to do. Why? Because I know. You see, what, what Abraham did is he took into account what God had done in the past. He looked at who God was and who God was and what God was able to accomplish. He, he looked at, at what God's supernatural ability was. You see, I, I believe and I have, I have no doubt in my mind that as Abraham began to take Isaac up the hill and, and, and to the place, you know, it took him three days to get there, and he said, well, I'll show you where it's at. No, no doubt on, the way that, uh, on their way there. I believe that in Abraham's mind he was saying, you know what, God, I know without a shadow of a doubt that you are not going to, that you are either going to provide a lamb for me or when I, when I smite my son and he dies and I, I, I perform that sacrifice, I, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to raise him back up. Why? Because he is a promise. And I'm sure that Abraham was starting to feel a little bit uh, perplexed uh, on one side and on the other side. He was allowing his faith to rise up and to understand who God was and what God was about to do. We may not understand but we can't wait. We can't wait. You see, Abraham didn't wait. We see in our word here that he immediately began to prepare. He immediately took up two, uh, two young men and his son, and he began to cut the wood. He began to prepare the donkey. He began to prepare his son Isaac. He began to prepare the way, and then they started on their journey. He didn't wait. Sometimes, too often, we as men get into a situation where, we try, where God's trying to do something in our life, but all of a sudden, uh, our flesh rises up inside us, and we, all we want to do is we want to wait. We want to wait, wait, wait. We don't want to do what the Lord says right away. But our children need to understand. They need to see us be the person that does exactly what that God says to do when God says to do it. We don't, need to, we don't need to hit the pause button and then the play button later. What we need to do is keep the play button going. When God says to go, we need to go. When God says to come, we need to come. When God says to give this, we need to give this. When God says we need to go there, we need to go there. We don't have to be waiters. We don't need, we don't need to be waiters. Why? Because God's got a plan for us, and when, when we know that plan's good, we just can't wait on the Lord. We just can't wait. We have to do what the Lord says when he says. So he went. Abraham went, and he obeyed the Lord. Obedience is key. And you know, oftentimes God doesn't speak to us in audible voices. He doesn't always give us a chartered out plan, you know, a, a PowerPoint presentation or a, or a notebook plan. I, I don't know about you all, but, but when, my, when me and my wife had our, our first child, he didn't come with a manual. He didn't. Children don't come with a manual. Uh, with a manual. So here's what we got to do. We got to stay focused on the word. We got to stay. We got to stay prayed up. We got to stay ready to do what God's willing, uh, wanting us to do. We have to act, and we have to obey the Lord. Now here's another thing. Abraham didn't understand what was going on, but he was doing it anyway. But then all of a sudden you have another young man standing there that definitely did not understand what was going on. His name was Isaac. Could you imagine? I, I mean, I could, I could just imagine the, the, uh, the, the conversations those three days, how they went. You got a father that, that knows that he's about to kill his son for the sake of the Lord, and you got a son that just, I mean, he's just probably whistling Dixie. He, he has no care in the world. He's just traveling with him. 
And, and, and so there's, there's a little bit of a contrast there. You know, he has no clue what is about to happen to him. Oftentimes when us as parents are told to do things, our children don't understand. Oftentimes it, it's not going to go on what they want. Oftentimes it's not. And, he, and here, here's where I want to teach us fathers something. And our children are not our friends. I know that's I know that could be a rough thing to say sometimes, but are our children fun to play with? Yeah, are they are they fun, are they fun to to uh, to do games with and all that? Yeah, but they're not our friends. They're a charge that was given to us or a gift that was given us given to us by God, and they are a work that God gave us. We they are, our children are a work in progress, and and God is the craftsman. And he, he's, the, uh, he's a superintendent is what he is. God's a superintendent. We're the craftsmen. You know, and he created them. And what we're doing is we're, we're fine-tuning them. We're, we're being the, the potter behind the clay. And he, and he is a, he is a uh, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing, thing to say. But anybody ever watched the movie Ghost? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like his hands are around there just guiding the, the potter, you know. I mean, that's, that's the way it is. You know, we're, we're molding our children to be. And how are we doing that? By listening to the word of the Lord. By listening to what he has to say. By doing what he, he tells us to do and obeying him. But our children often aren't going to understand it. And there's going to be some times in our lives when we're, we're going to have to have our children do things and we're going to do things that our children aren't going to like. They're not going to like you. They're not going to like us. I'm sure that there are times when my children ask me for something and I tell them no. I, I mean, I know for a fact they don't like it because of their little side, their little <laughs> and stuff that they do. You know, I got, I got two teenage girls. And let me tell you what, when they're disappointed, they're disappointed. And they let you know real quick. But you know what? Everything has to happen for a reason, and God's got a plan. And when he has that plan, there are things that we're going to have to do that, they don't, that they're not going to like. But you know what? When they, when I, and there are things that my parents did that I didn't like. But you know, now that I'm a grown man, I'm 40 years old, and I can go back on my life, and I can look at what, got, what, uh, what my parents, how my parents raised me and what they did, and I can go back now, and I can say, when it comes to Father's Day, I texted my father this morning, and I said, Happy Father's Day, Dad. You're the best dad and a best friend that I could have ever asked for. Thank you for doing what you've done for me. I love you. I was able to tell him that. Why? Because he lived the life before me. Because there were some decisions that he had to make that were tough. Just like Abraham had to make this decision that was tough. Was to give and offer his son back to, back to, to God. You know, the very promise that he was given, he was about to give back. And that's what we have to do as parents. You know, they're, yeah, they're ours. We, you know, uh, they're our children. But they are a gift of God that we have to give back to him. We have, we have got to, 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 to dedicate them back. Secondly, I want us to see this. First of all, we need to listen to God. Secondly, we need to trust God. Look at verses 9 and 11. It says, Abraham built an altar. It said that he laid out the wood. And then he bound his son Isaac. Anybody ever ask yourself why in the world he bound Isaac? What in the world do you think Isaac would have done if if, if his father would have laid him on the altar and come out with a knife while Isaac was not bound, he would, have gone, he would have fled. You know why? Because it's a scary situation. You know, so there are, there are some times when we have to do things for our, with our, and this goes back to the, to the other part. There are things that we're going to have to do with our children that's, that's going to bind them. 
and bind their own decisions. And it's going to cause them to have to do something that they don't like. You know, but that's, it's unfortunate. But, but is there an altar in your life? Men, I'm asking you this morning. Take a look at your lives on the inside. Is there an altar in your life? Are you hitting your prayer closet? Are you building an altar in your home? Are your children seeing you as a Christian man or are they seeing you as a, a, a double-faced intruder? And I know that's hard to say. and that, That's some harsh preaching, but I'm telling you this this morning. God's given us our children as fathers for us to be, be charged over and to, and to care for them and to do by them right. But we've got too many men in the world who are too focused on what they want to worry about what God's plan for their children are. I'm telling you this morning, I want to take my place as a father, and I want my children to be good Christian people, and I want them to be the people that God has a plan for. And if, if I'm going to do that, then I'm going to have to live my life right. Does that mean that I'm going to have to put away some of my wants? Absolutely. Does that mean I'm going to have to put away some of my desires? Absolutely. Look at Abraham here. His desire was to love his son and to see his son prosper. But he was having to put away some of his own selfish ambitions. Why? Because he was obeying the Lord. He knew that God had a plan. Abraham showed discipline. We've got to show discipline as fathers. Discipline in our own lives to do what God is telling us to do. When I was called to pastor a church, you know, I, I was like, uh, no way. My mom and dad pastored a church when I was 18 years old. I went to that church for a very short time. Why? Because I, I started going to another church because I seen how church people were reacting to my parents. And how sometimes, and, and don't get me wrong, let, let me say this statement. You all are, are the, some of the greatest church people I've ever met. And you guys have, have treated us with nothing but love and kindness. But let me tell you what, people are people. And there are some times when people will hurt people. And my mom and dad started pastoring a church that was no, nothing like this church. They started pastoring a church where the people were mean. The people were rude. The people didn't like them. And they started to, to, to really just agitate them and, and, and get at them. And, and uh, I, I saw that. You know, and when God began to deal with my heart, be, began to deal with me as being a pastor, I was like, ooh, uh, are you sure? Man, there's some people out there that probably ain't going to like me. And, and, that, and that's a true statement. But I can tell, tell you one thing. When I began to obey the Lord and do what he told me to do, things started to line up a little bit differently in our lives. You see, when we don't obey the Lord, things aren't lining up. So what, what would what happen if Abraham decided he wasn't going to obey the Lord? Everything would not have lined up the way it was going to line up. You see, I, Abraham was about to be the father of nations, and Isaac was about to be, was about to be a, a great man of God. But in order for that to happen, everything had to line up right. And for everything to line up right, Abraham had to obey the Lord. And today, for everything to line up right, in our lives and for the plan of God to be successful in our lives we've got to align ourselves the right way and not the wrong way we've got to do the right thing and not the wrong thing he didn't waver he listened to God's instructions he didn't he didn't even think about wavering I don't know about you I, I don't I, I could I can't put myself into Abraham's mind but when when the Lord began to speak to him I don't even think Abraham even even for one second had a second thought about it he just knew who God was he knew that God was going to provide something so Abraham submitted God or Isaac, to God's will. We have to submit our children to God's will. Whatever happens to our children, we've got to submit them 
to God's will. Are we willing to submit our children to the will of God? Are we willing to dedicate them back? We as as a church of God, we do baby dedications, and I know there are other churches that do baby dedications. When a child is born, they come up front. There's a bunch of questions you ask them, and they say, yes, I will, blah, 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 blah. We've all seen that happen before. But I'm not, I'm not just talking about an out, outwardly, I'm going to do this. But I'm talking about a daily walk with the fact that we are going to submit our children back to God on a daily basis. When I wake up in the morning, I pray for my children. And I say, God, I submit my children back to you. God, I give my children. You have charge over them. Watch over them when they're in school. When things are coming against them, watch over them. And we, we've got to submit our children. Are we willing to do that, men? Abraham was completely obedient to God. Now I want us to look at, the, at, at what happened next. So Abraham listened to God. He trusted God. And then all of a sudden they're on the mountain. And, and uh, he's got the altar built. He's got Isaac all bound up. And he's got him on there. And he's, he picks up a knife. And how many of y'all have you ever seen the pictures in some of the Bibles? It's got a picture of Abraham over his son with a knife. And he picks up the knife and he's about to slay his son. He's about to commit an act of murder on his son in, God, uh, in God's name. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord appears. And the very thing that Abraham believed in God for came to pass. All of a sudden, the angel of the Lord says, Do not harm your son. Do not touch your son. Don't you dare do anything to your son because, if, because God has provided. And all of a sudden, over in the thicket, I begin, you know, I begin this, this, little, this little probably spotless lamb began to, to whimper. And all of a sudden, Abraham began to see it. And he, he knew right then and there that it was something of God. You see, there's something about uh, things that happen when we obey God and we, we, we do things the right way. Then all of a sudden, provisions will start coming in. You see, right then and there, God provided. I want to tell you this morning, if you align yourself right with God, if you listen to God and you trust God and you've, and you've, and you've aligned yourself, you've trusted Him and you've obeyed Him and you've been completely obedient with Him, then all of a sudden, the provisions of God are going to come into your life. When that thing's coming against your family, when that thing's coming against your child, when that thing's coming in like a flood, I'm telling you, God has provisions for your family. When it seems like the bills just can't get paid, I guarantee you if you align yourself right with God all of a sudden, there's going to come something in the mail or, or somehow, some way or, so, or, or another, God is going to provide your needs. God said he will provide all your needs according to his riches in glory. I'm telling you this morning, God is our provider. And that's why at that point in time, Abraham decided to call that mountain, the, the mountain of the, that provides. He's a provider. Once we align ourselves, Listen to him. Trust him. Do what he says. He's going to start providing what we need. And that day, Abraham didn't have to kill his son no more. But a sacrifice was given. And then the promise of the son was still there. And then as they moved on in life, Isaac became a great man of God. Abraham, we all, we all know, became the father of nations. And the Bible says that he would have descendants far away you see god will provide not only for uh, for us physically how many of y'all know that he provides physically he provides a lot of things healing financial provisions now uh, a lot of people believe that what they work for is theirs i'm i'm of the opposite belief in that god provided my job 
God provided the job that I have, so he provided the money that I have, and that I should give everything that I have back to him. Now, he only requires 10%. 10% of that. That's all he requires. 90% is ours. And I'm not going to get on a tangent about tithes. Don't worry. I'm not going to do that. I'm just, tell, I'm just being obedient to God. He will provide for you. If we are obedient to him, he'll provide. Not only physically, but spiritually. How many of you have spiritual needs in here this morning? If you are aligned with God, if you're listening, listening to God spiritually, if you are being obedient to Him, He is going to provide. And fourthly and lastly, Christian, go ahead and come. When we're obedient to God, we've listened, we've heard, we've aligned, we've trusted. We've done all this with our children. Here's what he's going to do. He's going to bless us. Now, blessings, blessings are beyond provisions. Provisions are needs. Provisions are the things that are, are necessary for us. But blessings are different. You see, on that day, God provided the lamb that was necessary for the sacrifice. But after that, if you read on down to verses 17 and 18, it says that you will have descendants as many as the stars. That's blessings. You see, when, when we're aligned right, when we as fathers are teaching our children right, we're doing right by them and we're showing them the gospel, we're showing them how to live for God. Not only are we going to be blessed, but they are going to be blessed. Brother Jerry, you're seeing your children blessed because you've aligned yourself and you've lived in front of them, you and Sister Misty. And now all of your children are in ministry, working for the Lord. That's blessings. That's not provision. God provided the way. Now they're being blessed. You see, this morning, church, as, as fathers... Mothers of the nurturer, we know that. I can, I can, you know, I can remember when my kid, when my kids were little, if they get a little boo boo, scrape their knee or whatever, you know, I'd, I'd hold, I'd hold out my hands for them, and they'd go right on by, because mom was standing right over there. Why? Because they knew who their nurturer was. They knew who the person that was going to kiss it and make it all better was. You know, we try as men, but it's just that's not. It's not the design. But we're role models. If you look back at history, over and over and over and over and over, some of the greatest role models. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there's no women role models because there are. But if you look at some of the greatest role models or some of the greatest people in the Bible and all over the world, they were, they were men who obeyed things and did things right. I mean, you look at Abraham, Isaac, Moses, Aaron, David. Were they all perfect? No. You know, fathers, we're, are we going to stumble? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? But we're gonna, if we align ourselves, we're going to see blessings come to our children. But that means that it's going to cost us something. And I, I was thinking about something in Sunday school this morning that you were talking about. 
And you're talking about the human stomach and how and 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 food and all that. Now, scientifically, the human body is a very unique and cool thing. But the stomach is an organ that is extremely neat. Because you know as you as you feed your body, if you overeat, your stomach begins to grow. It does. Your, your stomach is normally the size of your fist. But as you as you continue to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and, and, and overdo it, as I have quite a bit, your stomach begins to, to, to grow. And it, and it gets a bigger and then you start putting more in, putting more in. But by the same token, when you begin to put less in there, the stomach also can shrink back to its normal size. But we have to do what we have. We have to feed it in order for it to stay healthy. You know, and and it's the same. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how what I was getting trying to say. But our, our in a spiritual sense, we have to keep putting the right things and the right amounts of things on our children by showing them the way. If we don't do that, then things can, if we start putting on them too much, then it could become a, 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 a spiritual gluttonous thing. But if we don't put on them enough, it could become a spiritual anorexic thing. It can. It absolutely can. So we have to obey the Lord and make sure that we're not doing things on our own accord. You know, I can, I can take the Bible out while I'm at home and I can open it up and start reading scriptures and teach my kids. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but one thing we have to do as a father and a mother is keep our ear tuned to the Lord. We talked about posture a few weeks ago, about posture being the people in the upper room being ready for the experience. You know, we have to, we have to posture ourselves as fathers to be in tune with the Lord so much that we understand his voice and we hear his voice when he says to do this. That's where Abraham was. Would you stand with me this morning? This morning I want to be that father just like Abraham was. That when the tests come, I'm willing to do what is necessary. To show God my faithfulness. To show God my obedience and my willingness to obey Him with my children. I want my children one day to be able to say this. I am who I am because my Father lived it in front of me. That's what I want my children to say. But in order for them to be able to say that, I can't just do whatever I want. Brother Eddie, I can't just go fishing every day, all day long. I can't just do the things that I want to do all the time. Number one, I have to provide. Number two, I have to show and teach and be the example 
this morning, I, I'd like I just like for all the fathers to come up here. All all men. All you men come up here. Even if you're not a father yet, you might be someday. Just line up across here. Come on, Randall. You might be a dad someday. Just because you're young now don't mean you won't be. I want to, I just want to lay out a challenge to you men this morning. And, and I'm, I'm laying the same challenge out to me because I haven't always done things right. I haven't always been the best dad, to be honest with you. If you, if you. if you all over the last six months have found anything out about me is I'm probably one of the most transparent people you know. I haven't always been the greatest dad. I haven't always lived the life right. So I, I charge us, not you, us, this morning to strive to be the best father you can doing everything that it takes to make sure that your children know who God is. I want to quote that scripture again, Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the ways of the Lord, and they shall not depart from it. I've got two brothers that lived in the same household that I lived in. And neither one of them are in church today. But I can tell you one thing. When it comes to troubles and trials in our life, I get a phone call every time. Why? Because they were trained the right way. And they know who to call when they need prayer. Fathers, your children may not choose that path. They may not. Your children may choose something else. But the Bible says that they will not depart from it. I want to charge you today to live it to the fullest that you can. Show them who God is in your home. Not just at church, but in your home. Pray in front of them. Pray for them. Pray with them. Teach them to pray. In our, in our house, our, our kids, when they grew up, they, they, they pray over the meal. It's God is good. God is great. Let us be thankful for it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my kids are getting older now, and I'm trying to teach them how to pray a little bit differently. You know, and there's things that we could be thankful for. But, but men, this morning, I just want young men... Who don't have children yet, when you do, be that man of God. Be that man that they look up to and say, one day I want to be like him. You know, because that's how I am with my dad. You know, he's not a preacher, but I, I still strive to be just like him. One of the most giving people I, I know. One of the most selfless men I know. 
Brother Eddie, if you were starving, he would give the clothes off his back, go sell them for the money to get you food. I mean, that's just who my dad is. I want to challenge each and every one of you, and then we're going to pray. Be that man of God. Be the Abraham to your Isaac. At all costs, align yourself with the Lord. Listen to him. Heed his word. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. And I thank you for every man of God that is in this house. I thank you for every father that you have brought into the house of God today. And Lord, I just I ask right now, Lord, that you would be with them. God, I pray, Lord, as you begin to talk to them and you begin to guide them and direct them, God, that they, that they will perk their ear up to you and they will listen to you, God. And, Lord, as they listen, I pray, Lord, that God, that they will trust you, that they will know that, that you have their best interest in mind and their children's best interest in mind, that you have a plan for their children. You have a plan for their children's children and their children's children. You see, it doesn't just stop with us, God. We know that. But, God, it goes on and on and on. And, Father, I just pray this morning that you will bless each man that is here, God. And, Lord, as they begin, as, as they continue to be the men of God that they've been to their families, or they start to be a man of God to their families in the future, that, Lord, you will bless them, God, and that you will give them the strength that is necessary. And, God, I pray, Lord, that you would just move through us in our homes, God. Lord, as the priest of our home, as, as, we, as we go about our day and about our week, Lord, I pray, God, that you allow us to do more things with our children, God, that is godly. I pray, Lord, that you would allow us to, to teach them more about the Word. I pray, God, that you allow us to teach them more about praying to, to you. Teach them more about how to live a life that is worthy, a life that is, that is full of, of your glory. And, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would just touch and move in a mighty way. I just pray, God, that you would just allow our fathers to be the greatest fathers they can be. And, and Lord, I, I understand that we're, all, we're, we're not perfect. And, God, there's going to be some times that we're going to fall. But I pray, Lord, that when we do, that you pick us back up and you put us right back where we need to be. And, God, you continue to touch us and move through us. I pray for our children, Lord, that you would touch them and move through them. I pray for our sons. God, that when our sons become fathers, that they, they become the same fathers that we have tried to teach them them how to be lord and god we just praise you and we thank you in jesus wonderful name amen and amen thank you for coming out today fathers i there's men this is an awesome sight i mean there's probably only about 30 people here today and just about half of us are men and i'm so thankful for that it's doesn't happen very often most churches are are full of women and children but thank you for being the man of God in your homes today thank you for teaching your children today for your for a uh, token of appreciation I know it's nothing extravagant and big but we have some things we want to give you as fathers today and uh, just to show our appreciation to you we love you and brother Cain is so great to see you and your son-in-law and your family here with us today it's so wonderful we hope you enjoyed it today and we hope you want to come back uh, this, this service today was a little a little bit different we have we have some really really great services and we have some that are like today they're a little more subtle but that's the way the lord works sometimes and so uh but come back visit us if you if you can we'd love to have you we want to treat you just like family and uh, I hope your girls are having a good time back there. They, they, 
they, they like to have fun back there. 